I'm Kelly. And welcome to The Millennial Minimalist. Today, I am sharing my guest appearance on the Blessed for Success podcast with host Tanvir Mustafa. I'm excited for you to listen in as we discuss how the minimalist lifestyle can help us design a more meaningful life. I specifically share my minimalist lifestyle lessons and the greatest wins that I have received from living with less and living with more intention, including a greater sense of purpose and fulfillment. I hope our conversation will inspire you to understand the minimalist lifestyle as an opportunity to not only clear the clutter from your life, but a pathway to strengthen your connection to yourself and with others. This episode begins with a kind introduction by Tamvir. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Blessed for Success podcast. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa. I'm super excited about today's show. There was so much energy in this episode. My guest today is the producer and co-host of the Millennial Minimalists podcast and a contributor at Minimalism.life. This was a very dynamic conversation and we got deep into how people can start decluttering their lives and live more intentionally. Introducing Kelly Foss. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Don't ever let somebody tell you, you can't do something. You're listening to the Blessed for Success podcast. Kelly, welcome to the Blessed for Success podcast. Excited to have you on, excited to have a discussion, and I uh, can't wait to get started. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I appreciate it. I love your energy already. So. <laughs> The first question I love to ask everyone that comes on the show is, at this point in time today, what are the things that make you feel blessed? I would say over the past couple of years, I've really kind of found what lights me up every single day. So I'm feeling more so a sense of purpose every day that I wake up. And I think that it's something that everybody strives for. And, you know, I think your purpose will evolve and it will change, but... I think my career right now gives me a sense of purpose. The podcast is just a massive passion of mine. So right now, I'm just I'm just feeling very grateful for all those things. That's awesome. And well, congratulations. Um, you've been running a podcast, The Millennial Minimalists. Um, you just recently hit the 150K downloads mark. So congratulations on that once again. And, um, you know, I'm really curious to know, where did that concept come from um, to have a podcast? Yeah, so... It was. It actually evolved out of a, a spontaneous trip that my best friend Lauren and I took to Florence, Italy. We were both at the point in our careers where we were like, we both needed a transition and we had time off and we said, why don't we book a trip to Italy? It's always been on my bucket list. And so we decided to go there and in our journey there, you know, I, I started to realize how simply Lauren was living. And we both were extremely passionate about podcasting and listening to podcasts that were focused on mental health and personal development. And we decided to collaborate and and focus on building our own podcast on minimalism. It was something that I started adopting a couple months prior and we put the pieces together. I'm, I'm super passionate about the subject, especially today um, after working on it for almost two years now. And yeah, it's, it's, so that's where it started. We recorded our first episode in the fields in Florence, Italy, uh, with our cell phones. It's so funny, like just, just recording on our cell phone, you know, that's how it all started. And we look back and sometimes I'll listen to the first episode and laugh, but 
it's amazing, you know, you, you have to start somewhere. Shows how far you can come just from starting off from a cell phone. You can literally start anytime, any place, um, which is insane that you've, you've started recording on your cell phone. To me, that's wild. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's evolved yeah. since then. Uh, we do have proper mics, but yeah, so that's how it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now it's awesome. Now it's, I mean, back then it was awesome. It's still awesome. But obviously, uh, recording with more professional, quote unquote, yes. um, equipment. Yes. Um, so, you know, I'd like to know, obviously, you're dwindling down, you're, you're simplifying a lot of things. Before, for you in the past, was everything cluttered? Was was it chaos? Like, yeah. why the transition? So, interesting enough, it was because I was actually feeling very lost in life. And I was, this is right before the trip. And... I was thinking, wow, like Lauren lives so simply. Maybe I'll start removing all of the excess in my life. And it started with the physical things. Started with my closet, started removing all the items I don't use, all the items I don't love. Uh, And then I, you know, then it transferred to my cell phone and I just started to turn off all the notifications and all the distractions. And then it went deeper into mental minimalism. And I started realizing, hey, like, I, I, I shouldn't be a yes person. Like I should set boundaries and, you know, I should build a vision for myself. And so it evolved from the physical things to managing, you know, the physical, then managing my digital tools and then figuring out like, hey, like what can I do mentally to help myself feel better, feel happier, feel more sense of purpose? And so that's kind of how it evolved. And I think a lot of people, they think about the topic of min- minimalism and they think, oh, that means that you own only a certain amount of items. And that's not the case. You know, minimalism is, it, it's an opportunity to live a simpler and more intentional life. You know, and I, I like to define it as a lifestyle philosophy uh, that inspires us to remove all the excess from our lives so that we can build a life around our goals and our values. So it really goes so much deeper than the physical things, but it can start with, you know, your closet or, you know, your wardrobe. So it's definitely a good place to build positive habits. So that's kind of, that's kind of the backstory. And that's how I originally got into minimalism. And then as our podcast progressed, we focused deeper onto how can we apply this to our life in a holistic way? So we've kind of redefined minimalism as a lifestyle template. It's like a whiteboard, you know? It's like a whiteboard of your life. Like if you're not like happy- the one I have in the back here. Yes, right here. exactly. Like if there's one behind you, yeah. So if you're not happy with your life, it might be all the excess in your life. Remove all the excess, write down your goals and values, and that will really, really help you clear your mind so then you can focus on building a vision for yourself. Because I think the reason why a lot of us, you know, you know, feel a little, feel down or struggle with feeling happy, just feeling happy. It's because we have all these fears that we're, you know, going in the wrong direction. Well, I feel like there some, in some ways, there's some things that we can do about that. Right. And sometimes it's all of the constant distractions and noise that's around us um, that keeps us away from, you know, again, our goals. So. Yeah, I'm not going to lie with you, uh, Kelly. That hits hard because um, I think probably for me that transformation has been happening over the past two, three years and it's still something I struggle with. But like there's so much clutter. There's so much information, especially like um, it's missing what it's calling, but information overload, I think, where it's just there's so much 
like on fitness, on health, on on this, on that, on productivity, on whatever, even minimalism might get to that point at some point, like information yep. on minimalism. Um, but it, it gets to be a lot and it makes you wonder, okay, am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? What, you know, what's wrong with me kind of thing. You start getting into that frame of mind because everywhere you turn your, you turn or look now someone's saying this is wrong and someone's saying this is right. And it gets to be quite a bit. Um, but you know, along the lines of you said, I watched that documentary on Netflix, uh, oh, nice. minimalism, which, um, you know, I'd love to get your opinions on as well, but you know, shows us how, you know, we can cut down the excess in our life. Um, clothing actually helped me a lot. Mark Zuckerberg just wears the same shirt all the time. Yes. So I pretty much wear the same outfits throughout the week now and I have a closet full of clothes I need to get rid of. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like my, where I'm at on the minimalism journey. But for you personally, first of all, what were your thoughts on that documentary on Netflix when you saw that? And, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, what, what was your take? I absolutely love that documentary. Um, actually, Colin Wright, he is the... I like to say the father of minimalism. He started minimalism. He inspired the minimalists who created that documentary to get into minimalism. And we actually interviewed him. Uh, oh. Super inspiring story. At one point of his, in his life, he just lived with a certain number of items. And people kind of saw him as an extremist. Uh, he is an extremist in some ways, but uh, I like to remind people that minimalism is not one dimensional. And there are so many different ways you can craft this lifestyle. You know, it's not about the number of items you own. It's about using items that you use or items that you love. And if you don't use it or if you don't love it, you have to eliminate it. So that's, 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 that's what we like to say. And, you know, that's a quote I love to, I like to push out there because it really simplifies everything. Um, it really starts there. And you mentioned your fashion. You mentioned wearing kind of the same shirt every single day like Mark Zuckerberg because it reduces your decision making in the morning. It's brilliant. And yeah. you know what? Lauren yeah. and I, it's so funny, like Lauren and I, so she, Lauren's my co-host on Millennial Minimalist, and she, she and I, like we have very tiny wardrobes. However, we also have very different wardrobes. It doesn't mean you have to wear black and white. You can, if you love color, have a colorful wardrobe. Just as long as you use it and wear it, you can keep it. Uh, and I should mention, so The Minimalist, they actually just interviewed Courtney Carver. Courtney Carver is another thought leader in minimalism. And uh, she developed Project 333. Have you heard of that? I haven't, actually. So it is a fashion challenge that challenges you to wear 33 items for three months. So, and that oh. includes your shoes. And so for women, that's really hard. <laughs> but however, it does not include your uh, undergarments and it does not include your activewear. She says that you can only have so many activewear items as long as you keep them active. <laughs> as long as you wear them. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Like yeah, that. yeah. So she actually like just came that. out with a book, but uh, yeah, it's called Project 333. She's amazing. But yeah. Awesome. I love that challenge. I think I'm gonna, gonna take it on myself yes. um, and see what I can do with it. So I'll follow up with you in a few months and let you, let you know how that's going. But I'm glad you took out the undergarments and active wear because that, you know. You can have 30 pairs, 40 pairs, 50 pairs of underwear if you want, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, I, I do want to get into like the practical points around minimalism, how one can, you know, declutter their life. But I actually want to take go back a little, take a step back to, you know, you said that this sparked from a moment that you felt lost in life um, and you were trying to find a new direction and that's when you decided to declutter. Um, 
you know, what, I guess I want to ask what sparked that feeling of feeling lost um, and how can anyone who's kind of feeling that, where do they start? I love that you asked that question because I honestly feel like that is my mission in life or become my mission in life is to help people, help others feel a sense of purpose. And that is actually what we do with the podcast. It's amazing the messages we get. We get so many messages from listeners about how 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 influential we've been on their lives in, in, in such a great way. Uh, it's crazy um, because minimalism doesn't just touch on physical things. Again, there's also emotional clutter, you know, reflecting on or facing, you know, something that is internal that you haven't taken the time, you know, to face. I had a, a lady who just didn't take the time to grieve when she lost someone and, you know, and she finally took that time. Like there's, there's so much more to it than that. So, I mean, for me, like I felt lost because I just left a big corporation and I, I always, I always felt like I, I, I always wanted more. I've always wanted more. Uh, even when I'm successful at something, I'm like, oh, and then it's itching for a little bit more. And I've always thought like, I can do it on my own. Like I've always wanted, I've always had this entrepreneurial mindset. Like I'd love to run my own business one day. And so I said, you know, what's the next step? Maybe it's becoming an independent contractor. So I've since become an independent contractor. I'm full time uh, with an organization, but it's, it's amazing because I took that risk. But for those who are feeling lost, like honestly, I just want to say that everyone feels lost at some point in their life. Like everybody does. Like we're looking at social media every day and everybody seems happy. And it's so frustrating to me because I know that everybody's going to go through tough times. Some people are going through hardships and we don't even know about it. And, you know, it's, I mean, you and I, we live in Toronto. It's a struggle to live in this city because it's extremely expensive. And, you know, and, you know, the, the, I mean, you know it. And the work culture, for example, I'm reading a book. I'm reading a book by Jason Freed uh, right right now. It's called "It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work." I think a lot of us right now we're burnt out. We're overworking us or ourselves, and at the end of the day, we're not happy. How can you be happy? Um, so it's it's challenging. But I would say if if you're feeling if you're feeling lost, here here's something that you can do. You can write down. All of your all of your feelings uh, that aren't serving you, and reflect on each. I think reflection is really important. I know you've interviewed Mark Champagne. First, I want to say you're not alone, and second, I want to say you can work through it. I would write down all the things that are on your mind and aren't making you happy. Then, beside that, I would write down all the things that you're grateful for, and then all the things that you want in life. So your goals, and I would write down my values. And then think about if you your current life is aligned with your goals and values. And if it's not, then you're going to have to make some changes. You know, unfortunately, when you're lost, you know, it, it, it is a challenge because you are going to have to make changes. Like it's not going to be easy. But let me tell you, getting through it is so powerful in the sense that you gain so much wisdom from feeling lost in life. I actually feel bad for people who have never had hardships because hardships make you a better person at the end of the day. It also makes, yeah. And it also makes you want to help others. Um, it, 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 because you, yeah, you have more, 
what is the word I'm looking for? You're more compassionate because, yeah. you know, when you're lost and, and you're looking for the next step and, you know, you're, you kind of feel alone in this world. When you're reaching out to people, you start to realize like who's really there for you. Uh, and you also realize that, you know, those people that are there for you, wow, like I want to be like them. And so now I'm in a really good place. And whenever I meet with someone who's lost or like needs help with something, all I want to do is help them because I'm like, I know how you feel. Like, let me know how I can help you because this is amazing because you're going to learn yeah. a lot in this process. So that's how I'd answer a long way to answer, but that's how I'd answer that. Yeah. And I think it perfectly, like everything that you just said perfectly aligns with your mission, which is, um, you know, to help others live a simpler, more intentional life. And I'm very interested in that intentional word. Like when you say live with intention or find intention, um, what do you, what does that mean? Uh, for you when you're trying to help people live a more intentional life? Um, being hyper aware of your every move, making sure that you are waking up every day in a direction that you understand fully and that is clear to you. You have a vision. Um, you obviously, there are bumps in the road always, um, but as long as you can kind of keep on the right track. Intentionality starts with even your morning routine. Like, what is going to boost the rest of my day? Intentionality is, you know, planning your calendar with intention so that at the end of the day, you don't feel burnt out or you feel less burnt out than you could have had you stacked meeting to meeting to meeting. By creating white space, you're, you're, you're planning with intention. These are intentional actions. So they're intentional habits uh, that you incorporate into your everyday. And something that has really, really helped me live a more intentional life is the bullet journal. So the bullet journal is, it's a physical journal and it helps you basically track um, your, your current tasks, uh, your past accomplishments, and it helps you plan for the future. And so it is my, I, I like to call it my Bible because it's like it incorporates my day-to-day, -day, all my goals. And it's basically my life in front of me every single day. So it gives me direction. And it's an analog system. So it's offline. I still have an online calendar. But it's a place where I can reflect on my day-to-day -day schedule. It's offline. I can disconnect. It's a place for reflection. It's a place for creativity. Anyways, we actually just uh, recorded an episode on the bullet journal method. Um, it's actually a very simple method. Um, it was created by writer Carol, brilliant guy. Um, and uh, if, you're, if you want to learn more about it, you can go to bulletjournal.com. But uh, it's changed my life. It's basically become my lifestyle template uh, to... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's become my That's lifestyle template. That's saying a lot to, you know, to indicate that a journaling method is, has done a lot for you. But um, it's very interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what it, I would say to that. Is it a daily ritual for you? Like, are you doing it every single day in the morning when you, before you go to bed? How does it work? Yeah. Um, so obviously people can get more information on the episode, but just for um, those listening, what's a quick way that they can incorporate this right after listening? So it's, it's, it's basically a calendar, but it has room for reflection. Uh, and it's better than a calendar because it makes you accountable or it, it keeps you accountable. Uh, because you know it's written in your bill journal, so you have to accomplish that. So what I do is I actually fill it out once a week on Sundays, and I actually combine my work tasks with my personal tasks. 
And what's really great about it is I think a lot of us, we have, you know, personal commitments that we say, oh yeah, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next Tuesday. But you don't actually, you'll actually be there at Tuesday at this time and you won't forget about it because it will be in front of you. So it's really great. It's really great. It's really helped me keep organized. So I fill it out on Sundays for the week, each week. Uh, and I actually reflect and look at it every single night and I cross things out. And the beauty of crossing things out is that it makes you feel accomplished. So think about it. Like if you, if you're feeling lost right now and it's okay, I've, I'm very happy right now, but I still feel lost some days. Like it's perfectly normal to feel lost. But the beauty of the bullet journal method is that, you know, let's say again, it's, 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 you know, whatever day of the week it is. And you know, I have eight tasks and at the end of the day, I will physically cross them out. And by physically crossing them out, I feel so accomplished. Because you're like, you can see, you'll never say, where's my day gone? Like, where's my day gone? Yeah. Like, you'll know where, 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 where your day was because it's right in front of you. So yeah, yeah. anyways, pretty passionate yeah. about the bullet journal. It's pretty cool. It sounds pretty cool. And I'm definitely gonna look at that even more and see if I can uh, incorporate that into my life. I've been using this whiteboard a lot. Um, behind me, there's a whiteboard for those listening. And uh, I would write down my tasks for the day on it. And then I'd come at the end of the day, check them off and then just erase them. And then I realized like, wait, what am I doing? <laughs> I can't even see a record of all the things I'm accomplishing. Yes. So that's why I switched to a journal. Um, I do like an AM tasks and PM tasks um, and then like cross them out or t- check them off at the end of the day. But because um, I'll usually try and do some reflection before I go to bed um, just to write about how my day went, how I'm feeling, things like that. But I'm going to check out this bullet journaling um, method and see what else I can I can take from it and, and learn from it to see if it can change my life as well. Oh my gosh, but, you, uh, you basically have started to bullet journal. It's just maybe potentially not following the bullet journal template, but it right. seems like you're doing the same thing, which is fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah, and actually one thing that I did, personally speaking, that I think really helped me is before when I was making to-do lists, I would like have like 10, 15, like 20 tasks. Like you gotta do this, 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 this. Now I keep to three, maybe five maximum. That makes me so happy. Yes. <laughs> Don't just, cram I think your I got schedule. That from Tim Ferriss, I think he said something along the lines of like three main things. Like if you get those three main things, then you've won the day. And I'm always about winning the day and just feeling accomplished at the end of the day and feeling prepared in the morning. So um, it's like, okay, I gotta, I have these three main five priorities. If they get done, then I'm happy with it. By the end of the day, I'm good. I'm really um, glad that you mentioned think, that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's very similar to what you're what you're talking about. So that's nice. Um, you, you mentioned that you took a leap of faith, right? You took that risk to become an independent contractor. Yes. Um, that's a big leap of faith. And, you know, congratulations on doing that. You're, you're um, happy now. You can do the podcast on the side, which is awesome. For those listening that maybe want to take that leap of faith, right? How did you get yourself to the point where you were like, okay, I can do this. It's time to do this. Um, how do you get to that point? I honestly think that it was me not feeling fully fulfilled in my life. And I was like, you know what? I, someone, a mentor figure of mine years ago told me, the best way to figure out what your passion is, is to explore a few interests because they'll potentially, one of them, at least one of them can develop into a passion. And so I was like, wow, like minimalism, it's basically completely transformed my life in such a positive way. And wow, I, I can help others. And so I was like, wow, this is a subject that I can become passionate about. And I've grown yeah. so passionate about. And I was, I said, okay, well, you know, I've only felt so fulfilled in my career life. 
uh, I'm really good at what I do. Uh, I'm in events and I love what I do today. And, you know, it, it is full time. So, you know, it's, it doesn't, independent contract doesn't mean flexibility. That's for sure. But I don't know why, but just the idea, it just pushed me to build this, I guess, what you would call a side hustle in the beginning. And, you know, I, I've, you know, I, a lot of people around, a lot of my peers, they're, they have something on the go on the side. And sometimes you find it in your career and it, you can be totally happy and very passionate. Um, but I always, I've always had this itch. I'm like, I need to build something. I need to build something. And I found it. I actually didn't find my passion. I developed it. I developed my passion for minimalism. And it was actually, I should mention something. Um, so in my transition, I was listening to Tom Bilyeu's podcast, Impact Theory. I was actually one of the first 100 listeners. And what? Get out. Yes, no yes. And then uh, their marketing director reached out to me and she said, hey, we really want to build momentum globally. And Toronto was a huge network for them like like a major listenership from toronto and they said hey like we love for you to build community empowerment events based off of impact theory and so i did with a fellow um listener in toronto they had us meet we became yeah. best of friends yeah it's incredible yeah. yeah so his name's daniel breeze and he and i uh we got in touch with shopify toronto and we threw these empowerment events it was incredible and so that's what sparked my interest in really pursuing this full time because I had this little side gig, um, impact theory events, and it was all about community. We had 30 to 40 people at each event. Um, it was basically a talk. It was, you know, an entrepreneur talking about his highs and his lows. And the whole idea was that I could get growth minded individuals in the same room, especially for young entrepreneurs who, you know, maybe work from home by themselves. They never really get to connect with other people. So it was a safe space for everybody to just connect and, you know, feel a sense of purpose. And I was like, wow, like we're doing such amazing things with these events. Like what if I could do this on a bigger scale? So like podcasting has given me that opportunity. And so it kind of evolved from impact theory and then applying minimalism to my life and, you know, coming together with Lauren and saying, we should really, we should really put a lot of deep thought into this and, you know, research this topic further and build a community across the globe. So, yeah. That's amazing. And I, you know what, you and I would have met a lot earlier because I was actually signed up. I was registered for one of those events. I'm like 99% sure. Really? Um, because I was getting, yeah, I was. And then for some reason or another, I had, cause I'm a big fan of Tom Billy as well. I'm a big fan of everything that he did with Quest. Um, and you know, a lot of kind of what I want to do in life is very similar to kind of the, the trajectory that he's taken. So huge, huge fan. Um, and so I saw that I saw, cause when I saw it, it was impact X Toronto, right? Yes. I saw that's it, correct. And then I was like, this can't be, this, this is related. And then I was like, Oh my God, he's building like the impact brand is building like communities locally yes. to like connect people and it, there's I can't think of a better way to just like not just build your brand but just like build community like get people to share their stories build, yes. like you said like put together a safe space so um that's incredible what what you did there um I hope there are more that, that I can uh, attend um yeah we're actually yeah we're actually looking to bring it back um so I will keep you posted it was the like 
I mean, right now, Minimillennial Minimalist is the most rewarding thing I do. But to be able to do this in my local community is just, it's just such a win. Just to like see it live, people connecting and feeling, again, a sense of purpose. Like it can be really challenging working from home by yourself, not connecting with people or even just working at a, like a WeWork, but still like feeling like, oh, like I'm not succeeding, I'm not successful. And then you meet fellow fellow entrepreneurs who are also going through the same thing and it makes you feel so much better, right? So yeah, but it's not just for entrepreneurs. It's also for people who haven't developed their passion yet. Like people who are still kind of figuring it out. Like people who, you know, were out of jobs who are like, yeah, I just want to like connect with people and see what's out there. Like, I love that. Like we need more of that around the globe. I love that you say to develop your passion because everybody's like on this find your passion thing, like, like follow your passion. It's like, there are literally, and this was me like sitting there being like, what the heck is my passion? I have no idea. Like where, how do I do this? And then you, and then you start exploring your interests and one interest piques your interest, like one interest piques your interest even more. And you start developing that passion, right? Passion doesn't have to be there from the start. You can actually, be passionate about something slowly over time and you find out that that it's something that you can really enjoy and do do consistently so I think that's awesome I think that's it but the thing is like one thing I would say is that uh try to stick to one or two uh if you pursue too many things at the same time you will burn out and you also will end up giving 30 30 30 you won't be giving 100% to one thing I, I really think that diving deep into one ideally one topic or one subject, one discipline is just, I mean, I mean, you dive deep in one discipline. That doesn't mean that you can't do multiple things within that discipline. You know, you pick a subject like minimalism, love minimalism. There's an opportunity to do podcasting. There's an opportunity to write on the subject. There's an opportunity to speak at an event. So there's all these endless opportunities that come with one focus. So um, I love these one-on-one discussions and I'm excited to like meet you in person and, and talk all about this. So absolutely no me too and this is like you're talking about like building community like one of the reasons i started this podcast is just speak to like-minded people like um you know this is one of the reasons why i recommend a lot of people if they have something they're hyper passionate about start a podcast or start writing articles about individuals because that gives you an opportunity to speak to like-minded people gives you an opportunity to relate share stories share best practices and that's something that i think a lot of people can learn from you know people are in their shell and to um fearful of kind of expanding outside their bubble and once you do you find out that doors open for you that you could never imagine prior and it just like one thing leads to another you build relationships you build friendships and it's just um personally like I'm sure you've you've had a very similar journey from the, at least the podcasting standpoint honestly I one thing I would yeah like just allow yourself allow yourself to be lost like enjoy enjoy the journey uh, explore, explore new interests and subjects, meet people outside of your circles. You know, I think we all really grow when we're uncomfortable and we do things outside of our comfort zone. And, you know, I, I, I think about like my, my childhood and my friendships and I'm friends with a lot of them, but I think about all the different people that I've met through and all ages and all walks of life and all disciplines. Like what my, one of my biggest mentor figures, he's a scientist, um, you know, and you know, I'm more, I'm on the literary end, but um, you know, it's, it's fascinating because, you know, you have all these groups of different friends and different disciplines and, you know, they, 
they, you know, each individual in your life maybe brings out another passion or, or excitement uh, in you. And, you know, again, actually, you know what, all this goes back to community. Um, and I love to define like part of my mission is to make people feel a sense of community, like to feel a sense of connection. Um, because with con community comes connection and with connection comes happiness um, or I'm builds happiness. I'm, I'm literally putting that on a poster and putting it up in my wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I constantly tell people like um, there's a lady, um, her podcast is called, um, oh, Kathy Heller, Don't Keep Your Day Job podcast. <laughs> she is amazing love this woman uh when you listen to her podcast it's like she's talking to you one-on-one -on -one. she's great yeah but she says that the opposite of depression is purpose and i love that because i truly believe that happiness comes out of connection a sense of connection and meaning and fulfillment so when you feel fulfilled you're gonna feel happier because you're gonna feel a sense of purpose in the world right you know, and, and, and feeling that every day is, is so important. And that's why a lot of us feel down. But but going back to everything else, it's just, again, I just want to remind people, like, you're not alone. And there's a solution. Um, yeah. It's not easy, though. Uh, just like the minimalist lifestyle, you know, there's all these components. And my life is so much lighter and happier. But at the same time, this lifestyle requires a lot of maintenance. You know, for me, like mental clutter is something that I constantly work on. I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I have, I have like, I have two full-time jobs together and then I have my podcast and um, I'm also modeling and, you know, I have my friends and my family and I have my boyfriend. Um, and so it's, you're juggling all these, all these amazing things in your life and you shouldn't be juggling them. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm still working on that. Um, building, creating more boundaries in my life, say no more. Uh, um, and yeah, these are all the things that, uh, come with life, right? So many curveballs, Absolutely. but it's about how you manage Absolutely. them. Yeah. And you and I both know that having a podcast is basically like having a third full-time job. <laughs> oh yeah like absolutely um there's a lot of work put into this Tavir. so thank you i appreciate it yeah absolutely acknowledged by a fellow podcast yes um so let's get into the nitty-gritty a bit um obviously minimalism is the theme here so wanted to we talked about emotional uh minimalism as well as just uh, kind of physical general minimalism life let's start with general so if someone is like okay i'm inspired by kelly I want to, you know, become more minimalist or see how I can simplify things in my life. Where do they start in a generic process? I know you already talked about the bullet journal already. Um, but besides that, maybe what are your top three tips for, you know, starting on the minimalist journey? Yeah. Uh, so I would, I would ask yourself first where you think you are the most cluttered, uh, whether that's physical, mental, digital, spiritual, or emotional. Choose one. I don't recommend choosing three. I recommend choosing one and then starting from there. Uh, since we haven't touched on digital, I'll touch on digital. So let's say you're somebody who wants to touch on digital clutter. Uh, first, I would turn off all my notifications. Then I would literally reorganize all my apps on my phone. And I would ask myself, do I use this app? If you do not use it, get rid of it. Declutter it. Um, and this is really challenging for people though. 
you know, you'll find yourself downloading an app because somebody recommended it and then you'll just leave it on your page. If you can slide your iPhone or whatever phone you use multiple times because you have so many apps, that's a problem. (laughs) Remove, remove, remove. Uh, And also a lot of these apps, you, you, when you ask yourself that question, do I use it? Even if you use it, ask yourself, do you love it? Like, do you really need it? Because uh, sometimes we're using things that actually aren't adding to our lives. Ask, yeah. ask yourself, like, is this really adding value to my life? So, you know, limit the number of apps you have on your phone. And then I have a little secret. So when it comes to decluttering your phone, you can actually move, remove all those apps into one folder. So, you know the four little icons at the bottom of your phone? You can take yeah. you can take your 10, 15 apps and you can move them down to the folder at the bottom of your screen. Uh, and we we've shared it on our Instagram Instagram account at millennial minimalist. Uh, how to do so? It's very easy and it completely declutters your phone. And I show people all the time, especially when I'm in meetings, I'm like they always say, whoa, your phone has nothing on it. I'm like, yeah, it actually does, but it's in a folder. I also take my phone and I will put it away uh, when I'm focused. One of my favorite books is called Digital Minimalism. It's by Cal Newport, highly recommend it. And he talks about deep focus and the power of deep focus and how technology today is taking us out of deep focus because of all these distractions and notifications. So I try to put my phone away But that being said, I also notify people important in my life that I'm doing so. Because sometimes you have to notify them so that they aren't worried about you. So there's that piece as well. It's so interesting. We have to be so connected these days that we can't even shut off our phones. And that's another side note, but that's what's causing burnout, but, uh, or a piece of the problem. But yeah, so I would recommend that. If you'd like a tip for for physical things, uh, I recommend choosing one space in your place and then going through each item, even if you're like, oh, well, my closet, like, like my mom, for example, she'd be like, oh my gosh, my closet will take forever. I don't even want to do it. I said, mom, take 10, 15 minutes every single day. Like if you can brush your teeth, if you can make yourself coffee and have breakfast in the morning, you can take 10 minutes every day. Ask yourself, do I use this or do I love it? And then either donate or sell it. So you can do those things with those or recycle it. So there's three three things that you can do with those clothing items, which is great. Uh, I actually yeah. decluttered my boyfriend's closet. It's uh, also on our Instagram. It was fun. Uh, it actually took us three hours and we had three bags full that we donated. So it was really, really rewarding at the end of the day. I'm inspired. This My closet is so cluttered. Oh. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Like I'm still wearing the same outfits. Like, uh, like I have a five-day rotation um, for like every workday. But... Um, yeah, there's got a lot of stuff that I gotta get rid of. So this weekend, that's a priority. Not gonna lie, that is a priority. Um, but to be like, to be per- completely honest, like something that I've been struggling with recently, and maybe some of our listeners can relate, some can not. But especially with stuff like trying to grow this podcast, right? Trying to grow certain initiatives, post on LinkedIn or whatever. I've been, you know, feeling things like you hear, like, okay, you gotta kind of not mind what's going on in your phone, not be real wack- reactive to notifications or anything like that. Um, you've been quoted saying, you know, don't be like, if you, if you let that happen, if you're a reactive person, you're being owned by your devices as opposed to owning your device. Correct. Right. Yeah. You've been quoted saying that and that really hit me. But the, the issue that I have is that, for example, let's say I'm posting on Instagram or posting on LinkedIn. When people comment, I feel the need 
to, as soon as possible, reply back to them because that adds another comment, that helps the algorithm, which helps it grow, which brings it more views, um, you know, that sort of thing. So how have you personally dealt with that where it's like, these are things that help arguably, you know, help the growth of the podcast or help with the growth of a business, so on and so forth, but you need to kind of take a step back so you're not just like anxious about it all the time. Correct. Uh, I would say the bullet journals really help me with that. And you do have a journal. So I would suggest start writing down windows of time that you will be checking your Instagram and your Facebook and your LinkedIn, all your social profiles and limit it to one to two times a day. Uh, honestly, if, if I get back to someone within 12 hours, they're, they're, they're thrilled. Uh, I don't think people really need you know, I, again, yes. Oh, if you're if you're faster at responding, maybe you'll get more comments. And yeah, there is that piece, but that might be taking you away from something else. For me, I've I've set two time slots a day to check my Instagram for millennial minimalists. So I'm not on it all the time. Um, and you know, we've we've been lucky in the sense that we've had a like it's all organic growth. Uh, you know, and you know, directing people there because they actually want to, you know, follow our journey. Um, and be inspired through images. And I, I love, I love, I love Instagram the most. Um, it's it's my favorite social platform to connect with my community. Uh, but I would su- I would suggest you know set a couple windows of time uh, to look, and you know that will challenge you not to check it. So yeah, again, again, yes, you 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 have to focus on growth. I would I would just suggest continue to have these amazing honest conversations with guests. And Lauren and I, we like to say that our podcast is like we work to make it immersive. We want the listener to feel like they're joining us in the conversation. We're at a coffee shop and they're the third person with us. And we're just connecting on a subject that makes someone feel like they're a part of the conversation and they feel connected to us. And there's that connectiveness that I think really inspires people to continue to follow along with our journey and to continue to connect with us on our social channels. And I honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel that pressure. I, I, if I, if you're feeling that pressure, I would stop, stop yourself from feeling that pressure. Put in, put in two times a day to respond and, and go from there. I think you'll feel accomplished. All right. Making that, making that a priority as well. Um, I'm starting to get bags under my eyes just from like, you know, trying to keep up with that, um, obviously with, you know, the job and, and the podcast. And I'm sure a lot of people are, are facing a similar situation, whether they're trying to do something on the side or, or not. So I think that's, that's going to be helpful for a lot of people. And then from the emotional clutter space, obviously like journaling, I think for me, like you mentioned, this has been huge for you, um, huge for me. Besides that, if someone's kind of, let's say midday or in the middle of the day, just needs ways to to step back and, and de-stress. Mm-hmm. Um, I know getting rid of stress has been a large part of your journey. Um, what would be a recommendation that you have there? It's a continued part of my journey. <laughs> Definitely continue to feel stress each day, but now I know how to manage it uh, and build in positive habits. My job is extremely, my full-time job is extremely fast-paced. I oversee a 5K race in the city that happens every year and raises money for charity. Uh, super rewarding, but sometimes I can, you know, I can sit there for five, six hours straight or have back-to-back meetings and I remind myself, especially, and I create space in my in my journal, go for a coffee. Even if it's 10 minutes, go for a coffee and don't bring your phone with you and just sit there and enjoy your coffee. Sometimes I have to do that. Sometimes I will also just go to a venue 
or even sit in the park if it's the summer. And I will literally just write in my journal, just, just things that are on my mind, just reflecting. I think that's so important. Uh, you can also take that time to go into your, if, if you work in an office, just go into the boardroom and call a friend, you know, do things that help you just relax your mind. Because honestly, and I never thought it would be like this, but stepping back even for five minutes, even meditating for five minutes before I was speaking with you right now has completely changed how I feel. Like I feel so much, I feel refreshed and re I felt refreshed and ready to talk to you. And yeah, so those are some, some tips, but you have to do it. Like I will set it in my calendar, go for coffee in between all my meetings and it's non-negotiable. Like if somebody wants to feel, nope, non-negotiable. Cause I know that I'm not going to be in the mental headspace to do the next meeting if I don't take that 10 minutes. Yeah. I completely relate to that. Like I'm, I'm thankful that in my day job, we actually have a reflection meditation room and you know, I, I am, I would say I'm in sales and I am uh, pretty successful in my role right now. But the only reason that I'm able to bring my best self to work is because like sometimes midday, like beginning of the day, um, I'm feeling like the pressure and I'm feeling like, you know, all of it kind of like boiling up. And then I have to take a second and be like, okay, I got to go to the meditation room, give myself like five, 10 minutes, turn on headspace or just like think, or even just like close my eyes a little. Um, even if it's just like a five minute nap, like small things like that have changed the way that I bring myself to work. Um, recover during a lot can happen during, during the day, a lot can happen during eight hour day. Um, you know, being in sales, you face a lot of rejection. You face a lot of no's, um, targets, numbers, quotas, all these things. And so taking that five minutes away, taking that 10 minutes away during the day has been, um, you know, transformational, I would, I would say. Oh my gosh. It's so important. And if people think about some people, they hear, oh, you know, meditation, I'm maybe not into it. Some people are kind of, you know, oh, they haven't done it yet. You know, meditation, you, it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be spiritual. You can just be there listening to your favorite music and closing your eyes. It's that simple. It's that simple. I love the Calm app. I love Headspace as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I realized yesterday, like, meditating is hard. Meditating like, is so hard. It's not easy. Yeah. I was, I, I turned it on. I turned on a 10 minute meditation. Um, and honestly, like, I was almost feeling like a sense of anxiety just because I like, I was like, okay, I got to check my phone for that. I like, I'm thinking about this, all these other thoughts creep into your head mid meditation. And you're just like, whoa, this is exactly why I need it. This is, this is the exact reason why I need it because I'm feeling all these other feelings. I'm, you know, emotionally, mentally feeling pulled in all these different directions. And, you know, if you're listening to this, that's exactly why you should take the time to, you know, take five minutes. And then I had to reduce it down. So I had to reduce my time down from 10 to, to like, eight because I just was feeling the pressure so much, um, wow. but better to do it. Yeah. Better to do it a little than, than not do it at all. Right. Exactly. It's going to be a challenge in the beginning and just a tip for people who have trouble sleeping. Some people they'll sit in bed for half an hour, an hour before they actually fall asleep. One thing that you can do, obviously cut any electronics screen time, at least an hour before you go to bed or even a half an hour if you can. And mm -hmm. Write those things, those thoughts that are in your head that are just taking over your mental space. A lot of it can probably be self negative self-talk and just write them down, get them out of your mind so that you can sleep. 
Like it's really helpful. Like even if you're stressed from work, all those stresses, just write them down. Just by writing them down and pouring them out and throwing a piece of paper, even if you throw the paper out, you can, Mm -hmm. it, it helps with your sleep. So just a little tip. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I'm, if you, I like to add on to that, just, um, when I'm journaling, like I'm very honest with myself, like very, very honest, very, very transparent. Um, almost like it's funny because, um, you know, sometimes back in the day you'd make fun of people. I wouldn't, but it would be like known that like girls kept diaries and like girls would write all their secrets in their diaries and like, you know, gotta get, gotta get your hands on that diary. I'm like, man, I have my diary. Like I have my own diary pretty much. Isn't that great? Yeah. Just writing about all my emotions, writing about how I felt, what went well, what didn't, um, whether it's relationships, um, you know, work so on. And I think spilling that out, um, has definitely helped me personally a lot. Um, we covered a lot today. Yeah. It was, it was so awesome. Um, how I'd like to end off here, which is the way I love to end off each episode is, you know, I asked you at the beginning, what are the things that make you feel blessed? Um, now at this point in time today, uh, what does success mean to you and what will it mean to you moving forward? Ooh, uh, success. I love that question. I define success as achieving a feeling of fulfillment. It goes back to happiness. And when you feel happy and you, you feel that sense of connection, you can feel more meaning and fulfillment, uh, a sense of purpose. And I think that is the ultimate success is to feel fully fulfilled and to feel that purpose every single day that you wake up. And today, I would say that I feel that. And that's what keeps me motivated to continue to move forward. And I've chosen a topic that I'm super passionate about. So I can never get bored. So I'm going to continue on for a very, very long time. And so looking into the future, I'm actually... I'm actually so excited to continue this journey and impact and influence so many of our listeners in such a positive way. Like my goal is to help people feel a sense of success. I love that. I love that. You and I share very similar passions and, um, you know, to you today, your energy and your positivity has definitely um, spread throughout this whole podcast and, um, it's something I can, I can get energy from, and I believe in positive energy. So I'm taking that from you as well. Um, or we're sharing that positive energy. Um, so I love all the tips, um, all the advice you've shared here today. It's been an awesome, awesome, amazing episode. I just loved it so much. Where can people find you? Obviously you're the host of the millennial minimalists. Um, where can they find that podcast where they can find, uh, you know, where to connect with you? Um, what are all the social channels? Yeah. So Anybody, everybody can find us at Millennial Minimalists on Instagram, as well as you can find us on Facebook. And if you go to the podcast app, you can go to iTunes, you can go to Stitcher, wherever you find your podcast, you can find us at Millennial Minimalists. And it's myself and Lauren. Great. I had a great time today. I hope you did as well. Thank you so, so much for coming on to the Blessed for Success podcast. I'm going to share all those links below in the show notes. And uh, it's just been just such a great time. Thank you so much, Tanvir. Honestly, like it's been such a pleasure talking with you. Like this is such an exciting conversation. I haven't had a conversation like this in a while. So thank you so much. You're incredible. So that's all I have to say. Yeah. (laughs) I appreciate it. I'm I'm excited to be connected and, uh, you know, keep fostering this relationship um, further uh, down the road and and hopefully do more of this uh, down the line. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye.
Thank you so much for listening. That was my conversation with host Tanvir Mostafa on the Blessed for Success podcast. And you can find Tanvir on all of the social media platforms at Blessed for Success PC. And as always, you can find Lauren and myself on Instagram and Facebook at Millennial Minimalists. Thank you for sharing in my story and speak soon.